Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, we are talking cricket, of course, here on SENZ, and the most well-dressed man in the New Ze- uh, SENZ cricket commentary team uh, is Garth Galloway, and he joins us on the line. Happy New Year, Mr. Galloway. Thanks, Brad. You're, you're damning me with faint praise. It's not hard. <laughs> hey, look, I, was, I, was, uh, I, was, I saw you in the commentary box alongside Harry and Sarah and Debbie, <laughs> and I was like, man, Garth is, Garth is drift, dressed to the nines today. <laughs> I'd probably come from work. But um, it, it is a, it's a weakness of mine, I'm afraid. I do enjoy a, a decent jacket and a nice shirt. <laughs> you do indeed. Hey, I threw out something to the text line just before. David Warner's last test match coming up in Sydney. Is yep. he, will he go down as an Australian great on the field? Uh, I think so. Uh, yes. I mean, I think, um, I, I think he has to, really. Uh, and, and I think when you look at the fact that he's been involved in a couple of World Cup winning teams as well, um, you know, he's played 2020 cricket for Australia. And he's had a test record um, that is that is pretty good. It's not, you know, it's not it, it's not in the sort of exceptional category, but it's 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 very good. So I mean, I mean, I think the answer is yes, uh, but I think tainted with that is the obvious uh, Sandgate. And I see even recently he's still saying that the truth of it will come out at some stage. So obviously he feels that the whole story hasn't been told. Um, I, I, you know, for me. He will always be tainted by that. Um, that was an Australian side who had been uh, on top of the world for some time. Uh, they went to Cape Town, and uh, when they weren't going well against a very good South African side, uh, they sought to cheating. And uh, you know that, that is, I, I think, is, is is a mark of them. Um, and you know he was very lucky to get the relatively short ban that he did get. Indeed. But I think when you look at him having played Brad 111 tests, an average of 45 in 26 centuries, um, you know it's a pretty com- it's a compelling record. He's been a tough competitor. Um, there'll be many people, probably me included, who don't particularly like the way he played the game, particularly in the early years. Um, you know he was brash and, and uh, unpleasant at times, but. Yeah, again, you have to admire his longevity, his fitness, and the fact that he's played, you know, hundreds of games for Australia. And Garth, we know the uh, Black Caps have a Boxing Day test in 2026. This, to me, is the first of what's going to be many players leaving both sides over the course of the next four years. Before, and it could be two very different New Zealand Australian lineups. I mean, a lot of Australian pundits are picking the Ashes home series. They got India and Austra- um, England the next two summers, and they're picking their Ashes tour as potentially the the swan song for the lights of of Stark, Kawaja, Cummins, Lyon, people like that. Like, there could be two very different teams that take the field of Mal and that Boxing Day test in 2026? 
But yeah, they will be. It's a good point that you make, and I think that um, you, you know the wise money will still have it comfortably on Australia, whoever they turn up with. Um, I mean, they're a complete bogey side for New Zealand. We we toured there in 2019, as you know, and lost three nil, and played. I, I thought um, you know pretty pretty poorly, really. Um, it, it wasn't a great series for New Zealand. We, we didn't really compete. Williamson got injured, and you know they they really are a bogey team. And as we uh, you know, and, and we've talked on um, on a, CNZ on a number of occasions about the, the, the sort of changing face of this New Zealand side, um, and and the the, the the what I perceive to be a lack of a, a plan, a succession plan. You know, I think New Zealand are going to suffer a little bit in the next few years, and I think that gulf between the top sides like Australia, India, and England, and possibly South Africa, will grow wider. So, Garth, and I agree with you, um, when the summer of cricket was announced and we saw these two bumper test series against South Africa and Australia, um, I think we were looking our lips. And um, because of T20 cricket, the T20 league in South Africa, my goodness, um, a cluster of a team that South Africa have selected here and, and actually puts a lot of pressure on New Zealand to, to get the job done and, and, and hammer them. Uh, I know that you are a traditionalist and, and you're someone who believes that test cricket should be treated the way that it deserves to be treated. Uh, this just leaves an icky taste in the mouth, doesn't it? Icky's a great word. Yeah. It just... yeah it, 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 it's a truly icky uh, taste in the mouth. And, it, and I think you know the reality is that South African cricket are poking their finger at, at test cricket. And it's it's incredibly sad, and it's nice to see players, former players like Steve Waugh, coming out and speaking so strongly again about it. I mean, I think the reality is that the you know the game is very poorly administered in South Africa. Uh, it took them 18 months to find a CEO. Uh, no one wanted the job over there. Um, I was listening to a to a, a, an interview with Neil Manthorpe, the you know the very well known and wonderful South African commentator, who said that they approached 25 people for the job. Um, and that's really just an indication, I think, you know, that, that this was a, South Africa agreed to this uh, two-match series with New Zealand and then realised that they'd made a mistake and asked New Zealand to change the dates. I mean, that's that's a, a total reflection on their lack of competence, in my opinion. Um, and now we have this SA20 series, which starts, uh, you know, at about the time, that well, well, starts quite soon, and that this, of course, is the reason that, uh, that they're not bringing an A-team out here. Um, all of those uh, test players, bar I think two, are contracted to the SA-20. Uh, it's it's just this insidious creep of 2020 cricket. Mm. And for, for those listeners who, who haven't followed what's happening in South Africa, there are six teams. They're all related to the IPL franchises as this, you know, as this spider web of IPL increases across the world and its influence into America and, and, and through into South Africa. And we effectively get a South African seaside coming out here. Um, it, it, it's absolutely tragic. Um, there are players like, uh, you know, Bavumba, the, uh, the South African captain, who I gather is unlikely to play a game but is contracted throughout the SA20. Um, it, it, it's, it's just a mess. And they bring out now a side uh, captained by Neil Brand, who has never played a test. He will be as Lee Jamon was, you'll remember, in the West Indies Indeed. in 1995. I think it was in the West Indies. that, that He kept in New Zealand for the first time, and that was his first test as well. Very rare and unusual. Um, they bring Keegan Peterson, David Beddingham, who's a useful player, but has only played one test. Peterson's played 12 and averages uh, just 28. So it, it's, yeah, it, it's very hard to get excited. Having said that, 
you know, I, I was thinking the other day, Brad, about the Baby Blacks in 1986, mm-hmm. 85, you know, the rugby team against France who turned up and played so compellingly at Lancaster Park. Um, that South African side's got absolutely nothing to lose against New Zealand. It, it, it's New Zealand with everything to lose playing a team like them. So, I mean, there will always be some interest, but um, I think the currently contracted South African Test players will feel uh, very much that these uh, Test caps are being given away. Yeah, well, David Bettingham and Keegan Peterson, the only players that played in that historic win over India on, on, on yeah. Boxing Day. Um, yeah, and Neil Brand, never heard of him. Uh, don't watch a lot of South African cricket, going to be honest. But yeah, to, to me, it just seems like it's it's like an up yours to, to test cricket. And I get it, look, money is, is dry. And South Africa don't have a lot of money as a cricket organisation, I understand that. But um, for me, it's just it's a real shame. But on the flip side, does this now heap a lot of pressure on New Zealand to get the job done um, convincingly in this two-test series? Well, I think it does. I think it puts all the pressure on for the New Zealand side. Um, they will be expected. I mean, you know, these, these, these South African cricketers will not be hopeless. You know, there are a number of established first-class players. They can all play the game. Uh, but, but listening again to Neil Mantle, he's saying that they are not test-quality players, um, with the exception of Peterson and Bettingham and... Uh, and, and Oliver is coming out here as well. He, he's a good cricketer. Yeah, but it's the players who are not coming. That I mean, that list is just incredible when you look at it. Uh, so, yeah, all of the pressure uh, gets heaped onto New Zealand. And you would expect that New Zealand need to, need to come out and they need to win this series very well. So, uh, you know, you, you want them to turn up and to play. Um, you know, it, you really want them to smash the South African side. You do not want them to beat. It, it would simply, if, for example, New Zealand were to lose a, lose a test and spare the thought, or to, for example, draw the series, uh, then then I think that would weaken, you know, the criticism of South Africa in a way. So, uh, but New Zealand should feel very confident going into this series. Um, there's a host of players who aren't coming, and uh, you know, I would be surprised if New Zealand don't win two nil. So uh, you talked a little bit about sort of like a, a plan um, in terms of recruitment, in terms of what's next for New Zealand cricket um, and the next the next cabs off the rank. And look, not sure sure where Trent Bolt was. Actually, interesting stat about Trent Bolt, Garth, 10th highest paid sports person in New Zealand in 2023 with $2.9 million <laughs> income. Um, so that goes to show he made yep. the right decision personally, didn't he? But um, I'm not sure what his plans are. I'd imagine he'd probably be quite keen to play Australia in that two-test series. But would you like to see like a Jacob Duffy or a Ben Sears or someone like that given a go rather than the than the usual call-ups, the Blair Tickners, the Scott Cougar lines and the like that have been tried and tested before and, and maybe haven't cut the mustard? Uh, the answer is yes. And and I think now um, it's, it's absolutely incumbent on New Zealand that they do um, at least try and bring someone in younger for that South African series. It provides an excellent opportunity for them. I mean, it'll all, I mean the starting point is who's fit and then you choose your best 11 uh, in theory, but there is an opportunity if there is a balance between, for example, two players to bring someone younger in and to look at them for that Australian series. And I'd, I'd love to see that happen. Um, you know, we stake our claims when I look at, a, 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 again, coming back to the series that we've just had with Bangladesh. There have been a lot of worrying performances by, by the New Zealand side in that. And, and I feel when I heard Will Young saying after they lost that third one-day game, all out for 98, you know, the ninth lowest total in New Zealand uh, ODI history. And, you know, Will was interviewed and said, well, you know, we've, 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 got, a, we've got a series win and we'll take that. And, you know, th- this was after New Zealand had been bowled for 98 and Bangladesh had knocked them out. 
for one down with 15 overs uh, to you know gone and 35 overs to spare and I just for me saw I just didn't think it was tough enough and and, and you know they should have been beating themselves up not celebrating a series win I, I also look at that you know the continued uh, use of Finn Allen and you know not that long ago the New Zealand team was saying that he was a key part of the World Cup. He didn't play in it, uh, as you'll recall, Brad. Uh, just looking at where he's going, you know, he's turned out to be Shorafal's uh, bunny. Uh, he, again, looking at his starting season in ODI cricket, he averaged 38 in 2022 uh, in eight matches. In 2022-23, he had 10 matches and averaged 25. And in 2023, he's played in four ODI games and is averaging 12. And throughout all of that time, his strike rate's gone from 93 down to 77. Mm. Uh, his one day, his T20 record is, is, is similarly slipping. Um, in 2021, he averaged 26. This year, he's averaging 21.3. And his strike rate's gone from 190 to 136. So, you know, he is not a player. Uh, who convinces me at all that he should be in that New Zealand setup, uh, and yet he, he's touted by so many people as being so wonderful. Um, I, I, I just I can't understand it, and I can't understand. It. I, I almost think that the New Zealand team set him up to fail by saying that he would be a key part of the World Cup squad and so on. It's a it's a shame, uh, Garth, because there's a there's a bloke called Marty Guptill who's still playing cricket. And look, I understand yep. that he is very much the past and not the future. But I had someone within the New Zealand cricket media who I will not mention um say to me the other day that it's no coincidence that Martin Guptill's career ended around the same time that Ross Taylor retired. Um, Taylor very much a champion for Martin Guptill. And look, I know that those two are very close. Um, and and yep. look, I, I don't, I don't want to throw that out as a fact. That's just a, that's just this person's opinion. Um, but I kind of look at the facts and I'm like, actually, it kind of makes sense. Um, and Martin yep. Guptill was just laid out to pasture. Probably our greatest white ball opening batsman ever. Uh, and I agree. The, it's just a real shame to me that Finn Allen's career could potentially go down the route of like a Ken Rutherford where he's been ruined at the start of his career uh, and um, took a lot for Rutherford to get back to anywhere near an international batsman after that, that tour. And in the meantime, Guppy's just playing a bit of T20 cricket around the planet but still wants to play for New Zealand. Yeah, look, I, I agree with you. I think it's a great shame. And, and I think also that they, they made such a clear decision, as you talk about, uh, to, that, that Guptill would not be involved and Alan was their man. And, um, and, and, and I, you know, part of it is, was it too early for him? I don't know. But I watched him playing in a game against Canterbury on TV. You were talking about the, you know, the uh, Dream 11 competition, which I'm enjoying watching. Uh, and, and he was given out slashing at a ball outside the off stump. And, and the nick you could, yeah, I mean, you could have heard it in, you know, in Mount Monganui from Auckland. He walked off, turning around, glaring at the umpire as though the umpire had made a mistake. It was just bizarre and, and you know, swearing away to himself and so on. And I thought that this guy's got a hell of a lot of growing up to do um, when you see him behaving in that way. Uh, again, is it, is, it, is it the fault of New Zealand cricket that they play so much on him? Is it the responsibility of Finn? It's probably somewhere in between them. But I think... You know, for me, he has not developed, and I've talked about this over two years since he came onto the scene, and we saw it again uh, the other day in the last game where he was, again, when Shoraful came back in, and he at least got a few runs that day, but he was bold because the ball moved around and he hasn't got a defensive technique. And, and I know it sounds strange and perhaps ironic, but I think you have to have a good defensive technique to be a successful T20 player. You cannot just simply go out there and bash 
and, and this is the problem with Alan. He simply has not developed to the degree that he has to to be successful. Yeah, there's a couple of handy left armers in that Pakistan team too. Too Garth, that worries yep. me a little bit. Uh, hey, look, it's well, always, if they swing it around, yeah, he's in trouble. Be in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Always a pleasure chatting to you, Garth, um, about cricket. Lo- love it, mate. And um, happy New Year to you and yours. And we look forward to more of your input on the SNZ Summer of Cricket as well. Good on you, Brad, and a very happy new year to all your listeners. Thank you. That's Garth Galloway, part of the SCNZ commentary team uh, over the summer of cricket. Um, Still got tours from South Africa and Australia to come, plus the White Ferns in a uh, seven-game tour um, from from England at the back end to to end the summer. That's uh, exciting and, and good cricket to look forward to.